Hey. Mike, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm still thinking about that kabasa. That... <laughs> I love that instrument. Well, welcome to uh, episode 19 of Red Wings Rant, where tirades and impassioned pleas about your Detroit Red Wings now have a home. They're yours. We don't want them. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, you guys go and take them. Damn it. All right. Speaking I think of, we got some business to take, get. Mike, I think you could take some money from, from the rich. And yeah, let's do that. Do well, have you ever wanted to give yourself better odds on winning a bet? I know I would. Just bet against the Red Wings. Well, no, that's not what we have in store. All right, there's actual fun stuff, real stuff, real money. Here we go. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you a chance to do all that. Um, all players who place a bet on Sunday night's basketball game between L.A. and Denver will have a hand in lowering the over-under on the game. You might be wondering, which L.A. team is it? Is it the Clippers? Is it the Lakers? It doesn't effing matter. It's an L.A. team. <laughs> Battling the Denver Nuggets. My God. So for every 1,000 players who bet the over on Sunday night's game, the over-under will drop by one point. Now, you might be saying to yourself, that's how gambling works. And that's what I thought. But as Matt reminded me, no, they're actually doing the other thing. You're getting a bonus. It's going the other direction. So I'm wrong. You're wrong, too. DraftKings is wrong, but they're going to let us reap the rewards. Oh, boy. So, every better who hammers the over in Sunday's Denver versus Los Angeles. It is the Lakers, but eh, uh, game helps to lower that game's over-under. The best part is that even as the line lowers, the odds remain at even money. That's right, you can double your money by hammering that over. Get hammered! That's what we're suggesting, get hammered. <laughs> if that isn't enough excitement for you, there's a huge title fight happening this weekend at UFC 258. Matt, take it away! Don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on basketball, hockey, and so much more all week long. DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable. Yours truly is using it, and he's making that money. Woo! Um, you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to hammer the over on Sunday night's basketball game when L.A. takes on Denver. For every 1,000 people that bet the over in Sunday's game, the line will be decreased by one point. Yes, this is your chance to improve the odds of the overhitting. So tell your friends and family this is a team effort. Hammer the over and improve your odds of doubling your money. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Michigan, or Virginia. Only restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Or in Virginia, call 1-888-532-3500. All right. And scene. All right. I hope you all enjoyed that. Uh, because, uh, Mike, I, I actually enjoyed... I enjoyed watching the wingdings. Uh-oh. Oh. There's a cameo. What's going on? You don't want to be cameo. on the show? You just grabbing some snacks? Yep. <laughs> the uh, Doritos may or may not have been hiding in my office for the last few days. Oh, <laughs> now, uh, line change question here. Uh, are we talking Dorito Doritos or the new 3D nasties? The 3D uh, Nasty Boys. God, no? I was such a turd during the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, uh, Mom and Dad were over, and they were talking about those. And then 
dad goes, have you tried those? And I, and I, I don't know why I did this, but I was like, yeah, like 20 years ago when they first came out. It's like, who, why did I need to? Who, wow. Like, oh, this is throwing shade? Huh? This is the society we're in. Where yeah, we allow a person to, like Matt to navigate to, the earth and throw shade for a 3D Dorito enthusiast. Yeah. How dare you? Right. Like, I needed to prove that I've had 3D Doritos before. What the hell is wrong with me? Um, <laughs> so after that embarrassment, uh, everybody head on over to podcast.com slash Red Wings Rants. You can check out all of our hot blogs, including our so-and-so for dummies, uh, including, of course, we just put down the Florida Panthers and, uh, we'll continue to pump all that stuff out as we have new opponents, uh, coming up. And of course, uh, we'll be getting into a little bit of, uh, the Nashville Predators. Actually, you know what, Mike? I just realized I forgot to take any notes on the Nashville Predators. So we're going to be going pretty high level here. We're going to be going uh, macro. We're going to be going looking at records, <laughs> goals for, Big goals against, uh, <laughs> we'll subtract Hockey. those two numbers. Hockey, it's on ice. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I promise we have actually a pretty good. I, I did a deep dive as, as much as I could during uh, my one year old's nap. Uh, to take a look at Anthony Manta. Uh, so what we have coming up is uh, we want to take a look at what he's doing this year and what he did the last three seasons, including like what those projected point totals would have been if he played all 82 games and what he's projected to do this season if he was actually playing 82 games. It's not good. Oh, no. <laughs> like Quite a step that. back. Uh, and of course, that's in reference to to Manta having been benched. So if anybody's rolling their eyes, um, we recorded our last episode, and it wasn't announced till right after we were done recording that he was benched uh, for that game, and it wasn't like a health issue. Um, it, it was something where maybe a lesson, maybe a lesson's being taught. Uh, so I also might want to talk about uh, different ways to lead and get your opinion and. Um, one of the big complaints is that with Anthony Mantha or with any NHL coach in relationship to a player is that really the only option you have is to bench a guy. And I have a couple of thoughts on that, but um, Mike, I want to, I got to do anecdote time. I thought this would Ooh, be fun. I love anecdotes. You know, that reminds me of a story. No, go ahead. Ben. Today. I, I saw something that almost made me throw up on my one-year-old. <laughs> it was so disgusting. Uh, I'll let you know too. Uh, a quick side anecdote. Uh, I was uh, we've we've decided that the new game is spin, so we just stand in place and spin in circles. And today, uh, Mike, I couldn't stand up because we spun so much last night. Uh, I, I was all day today was ready to throw up. Thank God my wife is a doctor because uh, she actually worked on me when she got home today, and it was like poof gone. All better. Like, my uh, my wife, if, uh, I haven't said it before. I know I said it on the Prashanth episode. Uh, but she's a DO. And it's it's where you uh, manipu manipulate different parts of the body, and it actually clears different things out. It's way more complicated than that. But she worked on my body for a minute. I'm all better. But before I got better, taking my baby girl over to Target to do a pickup, Fastest pickup in, in the world. Like, Target is the best. I, I highly recommend if you're doing a pickup at, in a parking lot, do Target. They were walking out to my car before I before I parked. So we're coming home. Usually I stop at Big B and grab a coffee. Those are the but, items you ordered, right? 
<laughs> I don't know. I still have you to check just my trunk. some old lady walking outside of the shopping cart, right? <laughs> well, they asked if I was Smith, and I just figured they had it right. So for Joyfers, these are these happen to be Depends. Ah, that's all right. We'll get them on the baby. Not a big deal. All right, <laughs> we'll get you guys on next time around. Yeah. Um, I usually stop at Big B, but uh, I don't know. I just it was probably the dizziness, and I just drove home and uh, decided, you know, I'm passing Dunkin', and I'm like, all right, there's my afternoon coffee. It's Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, grab a couple of donuts. Pass one uh, back to the one-year-old, and uh, Mike, I know you've come over before, but there's uh, train tracks two minutes away from my house, so it could turn the trip from the highway to my house from two minutes to yeah. 45 minutes. So we wait for this train to get by, and I the whole time we're snacking. I'm, I'm so happy I bought donuts because I can give her a little bite. She can nibble on it, and we can, you know, she'll calm down. She's not going to get too worked up. And uh, Wait, you're gonna give her a sugary donut to calm down. I'm telling you, it does work. Uh, she, maybe she was over energized when we got home, but huh. uh, Mike, I gave, I gave her a little splash of coffee. You know, it was like calming yeah. coffee, though. You know, to it was recap, a calming donut and calming coffee. All right, <laughs> so to recap, I'm it's like I have vertigo, uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's like I'm Lucille 2 in Arrested Development, I feel queasy all day. We get home after the train gets by. I park in the garage. I bring all the Target stuff inside. I go to grab baby girl. And I can start to smell poop. And she's looking away from me. So I go, Annie, did you take a poo-poo? And she looks over at me. And her whole hand is covered in brown. And her face is covered in brown. And I <laughs> nearly, like with the smell and the look, I almost threw up all over her. Especially with the queasiness. Mike, I thought that she reached into her pants, pulled out her poo, and ate it. <laughs> but what I forgot, because we waited for that train for 45 minutes, was that she was snacking on a donut the whole time. So <laughs> thankfully, she doesn't know how to eat a donut yet, so she just smashed it into her face and then was like, oh, let's see what comes down. But good. Oh, my God. Mike, I, I'm telling you. It was the worst smell and image I've ever had combined in my entire life. These are the oh, toys you get. Um, I wish you'd taken a picture. I should have. Yeah, that would be great to post that right now, huh? Uh, but, um, you know, with what the WWE does to our Twitter account, maybe Addy would have come in and thrown in a, a report to you. Yeah, yeah a report yeah. to YouTube. Um, all right, Mike. So the thing, uh, I, I think there also might be, Maybe donut could be poop all over Anthony Mantha this season because uh, we know he was just benched, and I, I the the question popped in my head like, is there anything? Can we find anything that's that's the big difference right now? And, and first, it was, is there a real difference in his play? Uh, so I I can run through these numbers. I know they're in the notes, but um, Mike, I you you rolled your eyes. What uh, what's going oh, through well, your mind? Uh... Well, first of all, I want to defend your daughter. Um, you know, you said she just <laughs> smashed a donut in her face. But, you know, Your Honor, as we heard in the testimony, Matt had to drive over a set of train tracks. So I think Eddie was delicately eating her donut, and Matt hot-rodded over the bumps. <laughs> boom, boom, boom! And then face-planted a donut into her face. So I, I, I think she's in the clear on that one. Uh, as far as connecting it to Mantha, I think you bring up a fascinating question. Uh, how do you discipline a shitty team? <laughs> yeah, 
No, the idea what you would do on a good team, right, is punish them by taking away uh, privileges. You know, uh, you don't get to be on the power play. Uh, we're gonna lower your ice time for the game. Uh, but on a bad team, that kind of feels like a reward. So I, I would almost make Mantha play the penalty kill, the power play, and be on the first and fourth line. Like really, you know, make him do wind sprints. Um, so I, I don't know, man. This is this is a tough one. He's definitely earned some sort of uh, you know punishment, but uh, it kind of feels like you're limited when uh, I, I think uh, I don't know if a disinterested, uh, a, a secretly injured Mantha is probably a better option than uh, three quarters of uh, you know healthy healthy players on the Red Wings right now. Well, let's 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 do this over. Uh, let's confirm that there's an issue. Uh, so we're looking at the I season confirm. between 2017 and 20 uh, and 2020. Uh, yeah. He was on pace for an average amount of 58 points per season if he had played the full 82 games. And this year he's on pace for 44 points. And just to recap what his pace would have been last season. If he had played all 82, it was a 72-point season. And that was one of the things, Mike, we made the argument in the offseason that Anthony Banta could have gotten paid way more than he did. And that was based off of, like, points per 60 kind of thing. So, you know, look at that. That's a massive that, – that's almost a 30-point step down for your your the the top contract that Steve Eiserman has handed out. And I, I, I just kept diving because I kept wondering, is there – Something in regards to the analytics that we can find uh, that it, it's it's like maybe he's uh, being paired with bad lines. Maybe maybe like as a whole they're not getting enough chances. Um, right. What I what I found per sixty, and I, I don't I don't think this is significant enough. But from an individual standpoint, the expected goals that he's generating from his play this season it's at point seven six. This is per sixty. Okay, so just just to kind of remind everybody. That, that wouldn't be 0.76 per game. That is the per 60 minutes that he plays. And over the last three seasons, he averaged 0.86. So minor step down. I don't I don't really look at that and go, that's it. Mantha's not thrown thrown enough pucks at the net. Like it, it doesn't really seem significant. From an expected goals for which measures his on ice numbers. So while he's on the ice. Uh, not just like what he's doing individually. So the expected goals for from this season and the last three seasons is 3.14. It's all tied. So you couldn't even make the argument that he had maybe better opportunity. Maybe he was playing with Larkin more often last season, and that's why he had more points. Just from an average standpoint, looking at what he's done so far this season, you could not point to the expected goals for as like a way to figure out why is Anthony Mantha not scoring. Um, I don't feel he, like it. <laughs> even the uh, the shots per game are actually lined up too. Uh, the only thing like that that kind of makes this a little bit worse. Uh, Mantha's offensive zone start percentage is way up, way up this season than it has been over the last three seasons and, and including the, the season before. So he has actually started in the offensive zone more and his team has won more faceoffs this season. So you can make the argument that he's put it, he's been put in a better position this year. Uh, and then the on ice shot percentage this year 
is way down. However, his own individual shot percentage, uh, it is down a smidge from last season, gone from like 12% down to 11%. Not really statistically significant uh, in my book. And uh, but but this on ice shot percentage with who he's who's playing around him way down. Also, the on ice save percentage not doing so hot either. So I I, I throw that out there uh, because you and I have talked about it before. We can't really put a thumb on how you really want to grade like an on ice save percentage. So this is um, what's going on with your goaltender when you're on the ice compared to somebody else. And and the the thing of it is. I've heard it thrown out over the last week that it's it's low for Mantha and it's putting him in a bad position because he has to play more defense. I, I would argue, Mike, that if you're talking about the same goaltender from the start of the game to the finish of the game, I don't think he's playing worse when Anthony Mantha's out there. I think it's the same goaltender. And if that on-ice save percentage is going down, I would make the argument that that's because of him and his line mates, right? I- I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna jump in just for a moment, and I think it would be hilarious to see Thomas Grice's shoulder slump every time Mantha crawls over the boards to start another shift. Oh man, I'm gonna let in some goals. Just didn't really give up. Uh, but I'd also, with stuff like that, I want to plead my case again. I'm gonna make this a short-lived uh, podium point, but just got. I get that we want to focus on the puck watch the play that, you know, in the immediacy, but I really wish that we could get more opportunities to back it up, you know, and kind of get like a full rink view uh, more frequent, frequently, just so we could see plays develop, um, yeah. kind of see how, um, you know, a couple plays in your own end can lead to something, you know, going on the other side. And then of course, you know, to make, to really bring this point home uh, that you're going for here, um, we'd get to see the shoulder slump of our goalie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not saying. <laughs> I. I mean, the thing of it too. Oh, and, and one of the numbers I missed here is that his time on ice is actually up this season as well. Uh, that's, and that's of course when he's actually in the lineup. So I'm not. <laughs> that would be crazy if it included the game he didn't play. Yeah. Uh, so, like the long story short here is that those same opportunities are there. The finish is not. And I, I, I struggle, and mo- all of these numbers, I shouldn't say most, all of these numbers are five on five and uh, where everything is calculated. So if things seem like they're not as high as they should be, um, that I mean, that's what's missing, uh, except for the point pace. The point pace is still, that includes everything. So that's where those numbers came from. Um, so, Mike. If, if we are taking a look at this, and, and I could sit here and say, and I think we both see that special teams is quite an issue right now. Even last season, we had a much better power play than uh, we do this year so far. Um, and we heard uh, Jeff Blaschel, Mike, was was questioned by Helene St. James. Uh, how does this power play get better? And he had the wonderful answer of uh, score. Hey, yeah, no, no kidding. Um, he, you know, good on him. Cause honestly, this is another one of those questions that makes me mad from media types. Like what, what is he going to say? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, sure. He could probably call out Bilesma, but ultimately he's going to say Bilesma needs to find ways to put the puck in the net. Like he's not going to, well, here's what I, let me, let me grab the dry erase board here, everybody. All right. So 
Mantha, he's starting on the right side over here. I'm thinking that if we move him over to the left side, I know, pretty crazy, right? No, none of that's going to happen. So, of course, he's going to be a, a douche and just say score. Like that's I, People are giving him a hard time today. I say bravo, Jeff. Uh, give that crappy question. Uh, I give that a round of applause. It was very nice. Um, <laughs> all right. So I'm, I'm going to throw the, 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 the two things out here. Those power play numbers come up. Not, not that uh, a great percentage of Mantha's points last year came from the power play. Um, if that power play comes up, Mantha just flat out looks better. That That's the long and short of it. But since everything I'm pretty much talking about here is measuring the five-on-five five play, um, I mean, we're just talking about the difference of get, he's getting the same opportunities, he's getting more time on ice, uh, the, the lines that he's playing on are getting those opportunities, the scoring chances, the expected goals for it is in his favor when he's on the ice. It's above 50%. So, Mike, yeah. we're just I mean, not finishing. I don't know how else to put it. And it's I'm, not, I'm not saying, I know the big word this week has been lazy. I don't know how you measure lazy, which just is somebody's eyeball saying, yep, that guy's lazy because he's shooting the puck on the net and it didn't go in. I don't know how you come to that. I don't know how you come to that conclusion. But what I'm saying is, I, I it, it's either the selection process, which I'll, I'll, I'm gonna really hammer this down. If we're winning the expected goals for uh, when Mantha's on the ice, that that does make an argument in regards to high danger chances being in our favor. Uh, so the shot selection can't be that terrible. Um, but I, I just, it, it's, it's so hard to pinpoint and it, it might be one of those things where maybe the rest wasn't like he's ornery. Maybe the rest wasn't, you know, he's got to get his attitude sorted. Maybe it was just like a rest. Maybe it was like, all right, you know, in like the movies where the, the cop that's working too hard, he's got to take his vacation to get his mind back together. Like that could I honestly, like if we're looking at all these numbers and the, the, the analytics point towards a pretty similar, not so like, like statistically not really significant differences here in what's going on season to season. And the only clear difference is the, you know, the actual goals for the actual assists going on the board. Huh? All right. There goes all my breath. I mean, Right. Like, like we're just trying to figure like, how do you do that? And I, I, I do want to also jump into that. And I, I brought up like top five ways that you, you lead and you motivate from a business perspective. So I thought we could play with those two, but I, I'm going to stop talking. For I'll, a minute. Uh, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, yeah. I'll just give you a quick break there. Just uh, 18, <laughs> 2017, 18, 18, 19, and then last season. Uh, Mantha, 80 games, 67, 43. And his power play points in those seasons went from 12 to 13 to 9. So he's arguably, you know, one out of, uh, you know, every eight games. And then he started to get it all the way up to, like, um, you know, started to get up to, like, 20% of games. He would get some sort of power play point. He had it, uh, you know, like 19. So kind of he kind of found his sweet spot. And then this year, he's only got the one, one power play point in 13 games. So, you know, um, 
one of the Red Wings' strengths this season, incredibly, has been five-on-five play because um, I think that gives them an opportunity to, um, you know, roll out, you know, four lines and, you know, kind of focus more on defense, focus more on that hungry, hungry hippo mentality that we've been talking about. Um, going to try and uh, hashtag Triple H that one every episode in some capacity. Um, but as far as the Red Wings' power play being broken, uh, maybe this is where you can help me out with some of the uh, – uh, the brain trust that's supposed to help put this together. Um, Cause I think other teams really focus on, uh, you know, you might have a pitch, pitching coach, hitting coach, baseball, uh, football, you definitely have coordinators. Uh, basketball will definitely bring in like rebounding specialists, um, guys who can help teach three pointers, whatever is going on with this power play. Obviously Mantha needs to improve, right? He's, He's paid like a top guy. He should play like a top guy. You know, he shouldn't be a middling player statistically. Um, he should not have spots where he's getting benched. But something with this power play design uh, is also impacting a player who, you know, we used to be able to kind of count on, um, you know, fairly, fairly strongly. Um, and it was it was not a small chunk of his statistics, uh, you know, year in, year out. Um so when, I don't know if this, you know, you and I are not really on the bandwagon to, you know, tell Blaschel to hit the bricks, but at some point, it's, there's got to be some way we bring in a guru who can kind of help set up and design a power play scheme. Um, because in the games we lose, it's almost like teams purposefully get penalties to watch us struggle uh, yes. with the man advantage. Oh, um, I'm so happy you brought that up. It's like, it's like then, fouling Shaq and, and Ben Wallace. Yeah, a thousand percent feels like that right now because they know whatever they're doing before the game starts. They've figured it out. And I I do have a video, too, if you want to see it, of uh, us destroying an entire minute of our power play just trying to enter the zone. Oh, God. I don't know if we want to subject people to a whole 60 seconds unless it's on a. um, (laughs) No, it's uh, it's it's sped up. Okay, it's, it's cut down to, to just every time we tried to enter, but it is one half of our power play. So yeah. I, I just, I just uh, yeah, just I mean, starting right now, like, I, so uh, that starts with like a minute to go there. I mean, there's one, one miss we, there. That was, uh, that was Gagne trying to bring it in. <laughs> this one just barely gets to the center line. There's a drop back pass. I think this is Zadina trying to get it in, and he trips Oof. over. I think Merrill. I right think he there, tripped over, over the blue line, which is weird because <laughs> it's a flat part of the ice. Um, Red Wings treat that like a curb. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's just no opportunity there to to even get a shot on that because they're not controlling the puck in their own zone. There, there's another answer, I think. I mean, uh, I, I I did make fun of uh, Helene St. James, but it might be where she's trying to to get Blashell to say. Hey, um, we have to be like a hockey team that can get in our zone, uh, get in the <laughs> offensive zone. Like you know, that- what we, I got I got a deep dive I want you to do some homework on. Um, I want you to look at, because I was pulling up Mantha's um, you know, power play stats past couple seasons, and there's definitely overlap with yeah. a guy that we didn't give enough credit to, but when he was in the lineup, you know, things run a little bit smoother on the power play with that point man. And I want you to look up the overlap for when Mike Green was playing with oh, Mantha geez. on the power play. <laughs> Now, nobody's saying he is the greatest player of all time, but right. my God, there was an impact there. I swear to God, it's in there, Matt. 
We're gonna deep dive and go into Watch that pool and maybe maybe drown ourselves. But I think it's in there. I think it's in there. <laughs> uh, but you know, a lot of these uh, we'll call them defensive defensemen, to put it kindly. Um, I, I don't know if you really put a lot of um, confidence in their uh, you know ability to help kind of set up the play and quarterback it because uh, I think we got the numbers here as one of the worst power plays uh, that they're not quite. Not quite bringing it to the table, I can like. Wow, I mean, uh, understatement of the year there. I... <laughs> Maybe I mean, it opens like, us up to our uh, our mailbag here. Well, yeah, I was gonna say, like, bringing it to the table. They can't even get in the house. They're not. <laughs> they're not even able to go through the front door. They, they might be stuck. They might be in a gated community. The power play is a gated community, and. Uh, yeah, there's Red definitely left, a, the Red Wings a, a left bouncer. their T card at home. Yeah, yeah there's, there's a bouncer at the blue line. We have capacity. Oh man, <laughs> guess I'll turn it over in the neutral zone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, we did uh, we did open it up today to uh, to our first mailbag uh, at Pete Rorig. Uh, he he gave me uh, uh, applause uh, the first time I tried his name. He said I did a good job. So uh, it's at, at Pete Rorig. He's he's known as the professor on Twitter, and he's got uh, Igor Larionov as the avatar. So he is a grade-A conversation on Twitter. He's, uh, you know, um, as fun as it is, is to see every other person complaining about Blaschel and how this team would be a Stanley Cup contender if we had another coach. Um, thankfully, Pete's not one of those guys. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I guess just focusing on the power play here, uh, he wanted to know when Bert's back, what's the most dangerous power play unit you can put together, which is always tough when you're working. Like, again, we're coming back. I'm, my first excuse is going to be we're working with with this roster. So I <laughs> kind of struggle here. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I will say, like, immediately when I look at what I already put down, I already yeah. want to make changes to it. But I, I decided to I'd look up a strategy as well for us to adopt. And, and honestly, yesterday I tweeted like watching the power play. I have no earthly clue besides just drawing a circle around the offensive zone. So let, let's say we actually get the puck in besides doing a circle around yeah. the, the offensive zone. I have no clue what our plan is. I have zero clue. Part of that is probably because we just don't get everything set up. But uh, I mean, yesterday was a great example of not even seeing a real setup of what, of what's supposed to be going on. Um, so I, I, I threw out there uh, what the Tampa Bay lightning made famous in uh, the 2010, 11 season is the one, three, one. I figure if anybody's going to know how to set up or, or at least have this in mind when they're putting their, their lineup together and you, you look at the, the Gagne's that were picked up and uh, Bobby Ryan's to get uh, some extra right-handed forward shots in there. Of course, Gagne didn't make my, he didn't make the cut, but Who's I'm just five, throwing man? that out there. Who's your five? I'm sorry? Who's your five? All right, so so here's where I kind of want to make the change just because of what a what a fun season he's having for me so far. Uh, I put in Heronic, but I want to put in Stetcher. I'm going to put in Stetcher because he is controlling the puck. He's getting – Mike, he bounced the puck off Mark Stahl that he ended up putting in the net. That uh, we haven't seen since Lidstrom was bouncing him off Chris Draper's face. So <laughs> I'm gonna give Stetcher. I'm gonna switch it up. What I wrote down, I'm switching it up. Stetcher's getting the one. My okay. three 
so the the one being who's who's in the point, um, and, and I'm gonna do this too because I feel like I, I the the main complaint of the strategy is that you're really leaving your defenseman out there, um, and and like you said. Stetcher actually starts out in everybody's mind as a defensive specialist. So if anybody's going to be able to control that 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 first one out of the one three one, to give it to Stetch. Zadina, Larkin, and Bobby Ryan. So that way I'm getting shots from uh, left-handed shots, right-handed shots. We have the most dangerous winger shot, at least from what we saw uh, going on in Europe uh, from Zadina. And we also I'm playing I'm playing the numbers of who's having a pretty good looking shot percentage season. Uh, especially at the start of the season. He's definitely cooled off. But I'm going Bobby Ryan in there. Part of it is also just to slight Anthony Manta, um, just for funsies. And, of course, you know, you can't hurt to have Larkin in the middle there. And then right up front is our – I mean, Mike, he's our power play specialist, uh, I feel like. It's it's Bertuzzi. Like, if he yeah. comes back, that's where everything seems to turn back on. Um, he's leading the team in power play points, goals, however you want to dissect it. The guy knows what's going on right in front of the net. He is uh, the dynamic that he brings is so special. Like uh, you, you, you term him as like that net front presence, but he can do so. He can do so much. He he could switch out and be that guy that's in the middle in front of the net. He does have the shot. He's got the hands and Mike, he's got the missing teeth to prove he can take those pucks to the face. So I'm going twos up front. Um, I, I don't know if we want to if you want to throw any difference out there, any change. If you do want to throw in Heronic instead of, uh, oh, I got a lineup. For you. Yeah, I go for it. Up. I um, hope there's some I, trades involved. Patrick Kane, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just gotta grind those gears over there. Um, Matt, this power play. Obviously, we're putting the twos in there. Uh, there's no debate there. He he actually. Uh, it, it feels like he has a, a purpose uh, whenever the power play starts. I, I know it feels like he's probably on an island uh, when he's out there trying to score, but I'm putting the twos out there. Matt, I can't not put the captain. He's, you know, our fastest player. I, I got to put Larkin out there. Um, but, Matt, it starts and it ends with one man. At this point, I have confidence in one guy making plays um, and not embarrassing himself. And Is that our uh, individual expected goals leader, Mark Stahl? Not quite. Oh, how did I omit him? Oh, shame on me. No, Matt, it's uh, Zadina. I, I can't not include him um, in my forwards. Um, and then uh, I don't have any confidence in our defenseman being able to uh, kind of lead the pack um, in quarterback. So I'm, I'm putting Bob Ryan back there. <sighs> Give it another shot. Um and at least if the poo poo hits the fan, I, I I have another guy who can at least fire it from you know a blue line, and then I, I don't I I'm I'm, out, I'm I'm low on options. I I feel like I need to have one defenseman out there. I'm not feeling the Heroner, uh, Matt. I am going to put the DeKaiser out there. A uh, little, little bit of a reach, but I got I got a real hey, juicy uh, power I like play that. for you. For you, DeKaiser, a little bit of a reach. Uh, that's nice. He's always been known for his, his long reach. Uh, that is I'm, I'm ready for, for anybody. I'm, I'm going to go first for power play number two. Now, all right. some people might say, oh, you burned up all the juice on power play one. What are you going to do with power play number two? Don't worry. I got a plan. All right? Are you, are you going to put the juice in there? No, I'm not putting the juice in there, oh. man. I'm going to stir the pot, though. I'm going to stir the pot. So, 
Matt, I am so tired of watching these power plays. Um, it's like they can't get a start. Every every hockey goal has started with a face-off. And for that reason, I am rewarding power play time to Mr. Glenn Denning himself. Matt, he's oh going to center my second power play unit. I'm tired <laughs> of losing face-offs. At least to start, we'll have control of the puck. Uh, <laughs> he's dominating the entire league right now and winning face-offs. And by God, we're going to be good at something. Matt, number two, I've got to put Fabry out there. Um, he's not quite the playmaker that Zadina is. He's not quite lightning in a bottle like Larkin. Uh, but I feel good about him uh, trying to make some plays. That's where Mantha's going to come in. Now, Matt, I'm pretty much out of forwards. I'm not putting Philpola in there. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to put your boy Heronik in there, but I got a special, special guy at number five. Are you ready for this one? Yeah. All right, Matt, I'm putting in the menace himself, Mr. Chalowski, Dennis the Menace. Oh, my I'm God. I'm tired of him riding that taxi squad. Matt, he is getting time on the power play. He showed some glimmers. I've actually got highlights of him scoring power play goals. Matt, I'm I'm done with these defensive defensemen. I want a guy who's willing to put his, his balls in a salad shooter and get us a power play point because to this point, we nobody else is really doing it. We're going to lead the league in shorthanded goals against. And <laughs> you know what? I'm willing to roll those dice. And was, you know what? to help him out it, a little bit, I still have Glenn Denning out there. He's he's my uh, ace in the hole. So he's a little bit of a defensive forward. Win that face-off. Win the face-off. Get back. You know, play a little D. And then, uh, you know, see if Fabry and Manta and uh, my boy Dennis can get up to. What kind of trouble they can get into. So I... I I probably should have put also, in a right-handed stick with mine. Before, yeah. before you put yours in, uh, the question was the most dangerous power play line. It wasn't specified if it was dangerous for the other team or for our team. So I think oh. I think the most dangerous I... power play line. <laughs> All right. So should I, I – I definitely need to adjust because I got to throw Darren Helm in there then. No. Um... <laughs> All right. So since – that's just this, stupid. Uh, That's yeah. just stupid. At least Glenn Dunning made sense. Don't put Elm in there. All right, go ahead. So this is what I have down. Um, <laughs> I got to throw in uh, Heronix just going in there. Uh, and then my that's my my one, my three, Mantha, Nemestikov, and Fabry. And then uh, my other one to match up with my Tuzi, who I'm saying is... Dennis. No. My my B minus uh, version of Tyler Bertuzzi is Giovanni Smith. Ooh, both, I thought about it. Yep, I tenacious about junkyard it. dogs. Put him in there. We just saw him score from right in front of the net. He's got great hand eye. Uh, he the reaction is is uh, you know drop of a hat. But uh, he's as elegant, playful as a pussycat. I mean, Mickey Redmond said it that he's beefed up and he's ready to throw everybody around. So I'm I'm all about that. So put him out in front. There's my two power play lines. Boom. And that, uh, I hope, I hope we did good, Pete. I, I hate to think like right now he's just, you know, unsubscribe. Just nope. I think he's <laughs> opening up some, uh, Chalowski highlight videos on YouTube. Oh yeah. Wow. He's making, yeah, I like that Chalowski kid. Um, <laughs> well now, now I feel bad. I put him on all those polls earlier of, uh, who to get rid of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. 
So uh, we did have two other topics, but we're at 40 minutes. Probably didn't help. I told a 15-minute donut story. Everybody wants so, the, the poo-poo donut story, man. I don't think, I think they'll just take it out. So, Mike, we have Nashville uh, up next. Uh, they yeah. are 5, 8, and uh, an O, which puts them at 10 points total. We're at 8 points right now, Mike. We have Ooh. the opportunity to take the seventh spot in this series of two games. Oh, Mike, no. Nashville ain't doing so hot. We're both, like, our goal differentials, um, we're, we're really, like, making a case, like, uh, easily that this is the worst division in the league if it wasn't for Ottawa and Vancouver. I, that's probably the big battle right now, like, Nashville and Detroit versus Ottawa and Vancouver in regards to goal differential. But we're at minus 19, Nashville's at minus 15, and then uh, over in the uh, Scotia North, you've got uh, – Ottawa at minus 27, which they are, they really are looking like the worst. They are the Detroit Red Wings this year. They look that bad. And uh, Vancouver, that just, you know, they, they just can't make Hughes work on D. I don't know what happened there, but all of a sudden he's a negative expected goals for player. But anyway, uh, Nashville is, is our version of the Vancouver Canucks. So we got to put it out there, guys. I think there's a good shot. I think there's a good shot. But with the Red Wings playing better, and one of the things we didn't get into today, so maybe I can just share this stuff uh, on our uh, at uh, bodpodcast.com slash Red Wings Rant. Um, how all of our, our stats are actually the expected goals for is turning in our favor. You can actually see, besides that, uh, us getting destroyed by Tampa, everything kind of trending upwards. Uh, so we are moving in the right direction from uh, the beginning of the season, of course, which was even when we lost to Tampa wasn't as bad as we got destroyed in possession against Carolina. So since that game, we've, we've been trending upward and this is our opportunity. I think to face, I, I, I mean, it's easy to say like results wise, uh, worst team in the division besides us. This would be hilarious, Mike. This, this would be to take over this spot against Nashville. Um, yeah. I don't know. It, it would just be fun to watch the chaos and while I usually watch Red Wings games and, you know, we're always hoping to get best chance at uh, the entire draft pool, which uh, we also need to discuss that they might not do a draft this year. Oh, <laughs> at no. Some point. Yeah, at some point we need to start that discussion. But uh, I think the more chaotic result uh, in these upcoming two games is us going 2-0 against Nashville. I- I'm going to say we're coming out of there with one win because we really are. We're stepping it up game by game stuff coming together you gotta think too with everything we threw out about mantha if we're saying he's not he's just not finishing but the chances are there he's and and we made the you know if we're gonna sit there and make the argument that goalies are the same goalie for 60 minutes and they don't their shoulders don't slump when mantha comes out there yeah we're gonna say that anthony mantha's still the same anthony mantha that he has been in the past three seasons and those numbers are gonna kick up that power play is gonna kick up and who better, Mike, who better to do it against than the stinky old Nashville Predators? A lot of confidence. Um, I mean, we're only a couple goal differential away from them, Matt. We're coming. We're coming for you, Hulk Hogan. Get ready. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right, folks. Um, I, sure yeah, I, I, I guess. I'm not betting on those games. I'm not touching those. You know, I will say I've had a lot of success, everybody. Uh, wait till the first period is done with games and hit up those over-unders. I, I made a ton of money this past week 
I'm, I'm telling you that it's it, you get you get a full period to see what's going on. And uh, I feel like teams aren't really making the adjustment going into the second and third periods. Uh, Mike, I was this close, this close to coming out with 400 bucks and two empty net goals screwed me over. So I right. I still made 80, but 400 would have been pretty nice. I probably would have just bought an Xbox right then and there just for funsies, just to have. Uh, Break it. <laughs> That's for you, Pete. Uh, Pete's been asking us to get uh, an Xbox. Pete or Donut make it poop its pants so they go flying over a train track. <laughs> uh, yeah, we do. We do stand for for Sony. Uh, just to be completely honest. But uh, all right, Mike. Anything else you want to throw in there before we wrap her up? Uh, you know, just the hope that, uh, you know, your, your daughter doesn't have these traumatic events and, you know, for the rest of her life, every time she goes over a train track, she poops her pants. There it is, folks. Poop your pants when you head over those train tracks. Hey, uh, <laughs> you just, just relax for a second and then you bounce on the chair and I can see it, you know. <laughs> oh, you know, we forgot. Let me do this real quick. Uh, everybody, uh, don't forget to check out, uh, Habs, Habs Nightly uh, on the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, you know what? I, I'm just I, so I, heated because of what, what you're telling me because I, I do not want to live in a world <laughs> in a world where a craft dinner is the fucking substitute to a good macaroni. You're putting powder. No, no, no. Mac, macaroni, as you call it, is a substitute for KD. God. <laughs> oh, my God. Go to... Go to Italy. If you ask, open some fucking no, 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 no. If you ask any Canadian, would they rather have macaroni or KD? They will tell you KD is the best. It is superior. It is the fucking national treasure, and it is the greatest dish in Canada. I'm Mason Dixon, a Habs fan stuck in Leafs country. With my co-host, Corey, a southern beauty trapped deep in the bayous of Louisiana. With over 2,500 kilometers of separation, we've still managed to come together to give you Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. While I don't know what a kilometer is, I do know Habs hockey. Don't let the 10-year age gap or distance fool you. We bleed Blue Blanc Rouge, and we're known to serve up hot takes along with our unique charm. Join us every Monday and Thursday for Hockey Talk, Ref Rage, and your daily dose of Southern ignorance. Only on the Hockey Podcast Network. Katie is the superior macaroni and cheese. Get the fuck out of here. You put Um, ketchup on your fucking macaroni, you nasty kid? Yes, I fucking do. This has been Habs Nightly. You guys have a great one. I thought Sasha Banks was about to come out. We we don't condone uh, ketchup that uses ketchup in that way. Uh, That is the official stance of Red Wings rant. But uh, everybody, uh, (laughs) uh, apologies to Caps Nightly since uh, we're throwing this out at uh, the end of the show. Uh, But we had such a great conversation about Anthony Mitt. We didn't even get into the five. We didn't even know who's that Pokemon. The five ways to motivate employees. Oh, damn it. All right, well, we got to go watch NXT and AEW. So go find us at BOD Podcast if you're a wrestling fan. 
Uh, and uh, we'll be chatting that up. And then, uh, hey, we'll go live tomorrow, too, at 8.30, talking pro wrestling. So find us there. And uh, it's at BODpodcast.com. It's uh, BODpodcast.com slash Red Wings Rant for all the hockey stuff. And uh, if you go to BODpodcast.com, on the homepage is the shop button. You click that. You can support us and look pretty sweet in all your Red Wings Rant stuff. There's some cool stuff coming, too. Um, and just got to get the approval from that man right there that he's okay with me posting it. And then you guys can have some cool T-shirts that don't all just say Red Wings Rant. All right, everybody, thank you for tuning in. Have a good one. Bye-bye.